So in one of the last episodes of the Miss Adventurous podcast for 2021, I talked about my spiritual practice and why I think it's really important for every person to have that in their life. And I wanted to dig a little bit deeper in that because I formed a bit of a theory and I think it is going to be something that I explore a little bit more and I would love to take you on the journey as I explore it, but it may be something that I dedicate my life's work to because I feel very strongly about it and it's so heavy on my mind that I think about it a lot and I would love to speak to you if you have feelings, thoughts, ideas about what I'm about to talk about with you, please get in contact because I think this is going to be a very wild and wonderful journey. And my intention with this theory is to learn and to discover everything that I can that is going to help me formulate and bring truth, resource and stability to this theory. So yeah, get in touch, hit me up at Tiffany underscore Rouge on Instagram. It's probably the best way that you can find me. But yeah, let's get into it. This is the Misadventurers podcast hosted by me, Tiffany Rouge. Life is one big adventure and it all starts from taking that one teensy tiny step outside of your comfort zone. So I am a big listener of audiobooks and I'm very lucky that I live in Australia and I have enough income so that I can listen to audiobooks to my heart's content. I can live and learn and grow within the basis of my own phone and of my own home. Like I I know a lot of these books that I've been listening to, I would not have been otherwise been able to afford them nor get access to reading them nor find the time to read them. So yeah, if you are someone who listens to a lot of things, I urge you to get into audiobooks because it has vastly expanded my knowledge and my understanding of the world and I guarantee you it will it will do that for you too. So last year I listened to a uh, a book by Esther Perel. She is a leading psychologist in terms of love and relationships and sex and intimacy. And her book, Mating in Captivity, I was listening to for completely unrelated reasons. But she talked about what it was like in the olden days. And when I talk about the olden days, I mean days when the church and state were the same thing. So days when... I don't know, maybe like 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, who knows, 14th century where everybody solely believed what the word of God was and it was, you know, one true belief system in a spiritual entity, whether that's God, Jesus, Buddha, all these other things, right? They're big spiritual things, but it was quite common where these people lived. So so if you were someone who was alive in the 14th century, where you lived, everyone around you would believe in God. But also you would be very connected to them through your practice of going to church every Sunday. So, you know, you would be connected to the local baker and you'd be connected to the locksmith and the blacksmith and, you know, the person who told the time and the dressmaker. So everything that you needed 
You were so deeply connected in this community of people who all shared the same belief system as you that when you needed certain validation, certain fulfillment, certain understanding or conversation, you had questions about specific things, you could go to the baker and say, hey, I'm planning on making a a sourdough. How do I go about doing that? And you could go to them and connect and they would tell you and give you the answer. Even the same thing goes when you had philosophic questions. You would go to the the local philosophizer or the local person who preached a lot in terms of God and ask them your philosophic questions, right? And so in her book, Esther talks about how When we stepped away from that, because I'm not sure if you know this, but there is a big divide between church and state right now and everybody's belief systems are everywhere and that's totally awesome. But we lost through that step away from that, you know, faith and that community of people within believing the same faith or having the same idea of faith, we lost that community And we lost the ability to connect with others in the way that if we had questions about our sourdough, like for me right now, if I have a question about how to make sourdough, I look it up. I don't go to talk to someone about it. And sure, I'm going to read an article or I'm going to listen to a podcast about it and I'm going to learn something, but it's different. It's not the same way that we would go and connect with another human being and feel good because talking makes us feel good even though sometimes you know we can all be a little bit socially awkward and we don't want to talk to people but going and speaking to a baker about how they would make sourdough I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more things especially if they ran me through you know we we had a little lesson and they showed me how to do it I'd be making some great sourdough right But that's not happening anymore unless you have a family member who's a baker or you actually go to a church where there is a wide variety of people who all come together for the same reason, which is their faith. It's really difficult to have those sorts of conversations. And we hear it a lot in business. Like when I was a business owner, how would I get information from new people? I would go and interview them on a, on my podcast so I could learn those things, right? And I'm sure as a regular listener of the Misadventurous podcast, you have sat through those episodes. And if you're not, cool. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in. If you are a new listener, go you. I think this is a really good um, episode to to find me on, to, you know, start tuning your dial towards me, even though it's a podcast. Can never get away from the, uh, the radio sayings and the radio slang. Anyway, so now, right, we're so disconnected from the community of people around us. And Esther Perel says that because we're so disconnected, All we do when we find a lover or a partner is we put a lot of this expectation of validation and understanding and communication on the one person, which is our lover or our, you know, our partner. And what happens when they can't help us and give us that certain conversation, the best sourdough recipe or the validation that we need in order to feel good about ourselves, to learn and to love and to grow. Oh, we go, "Mm, sorry, you're not the right person for me. You don't give me absolutely everything I need in terms of every single facet of my mind and how I feel. 
Whereas back in the day, you could go to a farmer and say, hey, I want to grow some potatoes. I'm growing some potatoes. I would like to know, you know, do these sprouts look good? Is is what I'm doing the right thing? Yes. Okay. A very out out there example, but you couldn't say to your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife that, hey, I'm growing these potatoes. Do you think these sprouts look good? They're just going to say, hey, I've got no freaking idea because I'm not a farmer and I've never grown potatoes. If they have, then kudos to you. You picked the right person. But this one person does not have the experience and the knowledge of a whole town and community full of people that we tend to place their expectation of them to have. So we get disappointed when they can't give us the conversation, the knowledge and the validation that we're looking for. And we shouldn't be turning to them for validation. And this is why a lot of codependency happens because people rely on their partners to give them everything, to tell them everything. And then they become this sort of one person and they're, they're thinking, well, where is all this information that I'm looking for? I need the connection and I have the connection with my partner, but I don't have all the other information that comes along with connecting with someone who is a baker or who is a farmer that's going to help me learn how to make sourdough and grow my potatoes right. So we've lost the ability to get fulfillment from other avenues because we are so closed. And I'm sure if you're part of a community, you know what it's like to be able to turn to them and go, hey, I've got this question and to for them to come back with an answer for you and for you to feel good, right? To feel like, yes, cool, sweet. I actually talked with someone about this. They know quite a lot about it and I got some really good advice. Like it's really nice when you get good advice and it's actually relevant to you and what you're talking about, right? Because how many times have you looked online something and it's almost okay that what you've read, the information is good enough, but it sort of just doesn't, isn't super relevant to you and what your specific needs are. Because community is such an important thing in our life. And Back in the day, community came with having a shared faith in a spiritual entity. So now that we've stepped away from this faith in a spiritual entity, a whole lot of chaos and a whole lot of great things are happening. Now the chaos is a lot of people have taken their lives into their own hands. And sure, that can be considered a great thing. A lot of people are making a lot of money online and they're owning their lives and they're going out and getting absolutely everything that they want and that's awesome. But then they're finding that they're not fulfilled and they're not connected. You know, they get they have these amazing houses and they have absolutely everything they want, but the people around them are toxic but they are the people who they've had to keep around them so that they could get to where they want to be. Community is so, so important and it's so important to pick the right community that fits with who you are and accepts you in all of your multifaceted needs and offerings. But it can be really hard to do, especially now that we've stepped away from having that joint belief. But I just want to say, right, having no belief in a spiritual entity or being completely in control of your life can be a really heart 
gut-wrenching, scary, feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders type of feeling, like you've lost control. Like a lot of people feel that when they've lost control of their life that there is nothing else in this world for them and then things like anxiety and depression come along because if we are left to our own devices knowing that I'm the reason all of these things happen, the good and the bad, it can feel like a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I felt that. And it wasn't until I started to put my own belief and started to practice spirituality. And if you're not quite sure what practicing spirituality means, go back and listen to the episode of the Misadventurous podcast talking about what is spirituality. But for me, when I was able to connect with my own spirituality and define it and understand it, it was so easy for me to put my life in a different being's divine power's hands, right? And we can all believe in God or Allah or Buddha. But when I see that there is another power and that it's working, that's all I need. I don't need to give it a name. And that's what I believe. I'm an agnostic person and I feel like I have been this way for as long as I can consciously make choices about what I love and what I choose to put my faith in. And it's really helped me live a more fulfilled life, be a happier person and to open my eyes to the many beautiful different things about people's belief systems. I've had chats with people about their belief in God, about their practices, about what it means to them to have a spiritual belief. But for me, the important thing is that they have one. And I think for you, if you are at a point where you're not sure about what to do with your life, you're feeling a little bit in a crossroads or you're feeling like you are in a downward spiral and you need to get out of certain things. Placing the buck, placing the blame, and not necessarily the blame, but placing your belief that everything's happening to you is happening for you and, yes, is the result of you, but there's also someone or something else calling the shots I believe it will lead to a very happy life, a happier life than what you have right now. And there's a reason why the 12-step program, one of the steps is to resign all responsibility of your life to God because it's a lot easier to be happy when you're not the person calling the shots. And yes, you are a dictator. You can totally be a dictator in your life of what you want to do. You have desires but it's not up to you if it happens. You can live a lot easier when you believe that it's going to happen. It's all the power of the mind, right? Okay, someone else is calling the shots. But if you say one day I'm going to own a Maserati and you say it for the next however long, one day you will own a Maserati. And I truly, truly believe that if you start taking action and making steps towards it. But sure, 
you're not the person calling the shots. You're just taking action and, and making steps towards it and believing that it's going to happen. And I'm touching a little bit on how, you know, you can go through and you can manifest things, but it starts with connecting spiritually and having an understanding of what spirituality means to you. And if you're someone who is struggling with it or who has a very firm grasp on it, awesome. Go you. It's beautiful to be in either situation. I would love to have a chat with you about it. So please hit me up. I would love to hear where you are on your spirituality journey. But I know in myself that spirituality has helped me get through my Saturn return, get through some of the craziest, heaviest shit that I have ever experienced in my life, but also keep smiling and feel joyful and feel love at the end of it. And it's important for me to be constantly practicing and to be constantly reminding myself of my own spirituality. And that's why I talk about the spiritual practice. And that's why I have one. Because when you are putting the daily spiritual connection into your life, you feel better. You feel happier. You feel joyful. You can connect deeper with something that is not of this earth. That is something that is divine, right? And that's why I came up with my concept of a spiritual practice and why it's important to have a spiritual practice and to practice it or parts of it every single day. And it may sound daunting, oh, another thing I've got to do every single day. But really, when it makes you feel good, as my spiritual practice makes me feel good, I don't see it as a chore. I see it as a practice something that I will forever do because that's what a practice is, but I will learn and grow and get better whilst doing it. So when I talk about a spiritual practice, I know I mentioned it in the previous podcast, but I want to really lay out what a spiritual practice is and how using certain things can actually help you connect spiritually with yourself and with the divine. So To me, the best results is when you have a spiritual practice and you practice it every day that's comprised of the following. doesn't need to be every single one of these every single day, but it needs to be some of these every single day. So the first one is a big one, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's meditation. Time spent in stillness with your body as well as your mind. You need to do this. And as much as like I'm saying you need to do this, I need to do this. I believe everybody needs to do it, but the way you do it can be completely up to you. Walking in nature can be meditative to you. Sewing can be meditative to you. If you are quietening your mind when you are doing it and you are creating stillness in yourself, then you are meditating, my friend, and that is awesome. And it can look like doing yoga, breath work, sitting for 10 minutes on a, on a mat as soon as you get out of the shower after you've put all your moisturizer on and just chilling for a bit, not reading a book, not focusing on anything. Bringing that stillness into your present mind is going to be very beneficial and is my number one top thing like as a part of a spiritual practice. 
Another thing is movement. And this is purely because when we move, we feel better. When And this is solely speaking from my own experience. When I move, I feel better and I love starting my day with movement so that I can feel good about my day. So however that looks, you know, exercise, going for a walk, you know the drill. Any sort of movement as a part of your spiritual practice. And yes, right, you can look at your exercise routine as something you do for yourself spiritually. And this is why I'm saying it's not hard and you're not expected to do every single one of these all the time. But if you are someone who exercises regularly and you want to find a new way, a deeper way to connect with it, it is your spiritual practice. It's part of it. And it's great and it's beautiful. And yes, you might be in the process of getting into a habit or you might loathe it, but I guarantee you moving, whether it's a walk or it's some yoga or it's a run or it's a crazy fitness class or a swim is going to make you feel better. The next thing is learning. And I spoke at the start of this podcast about how I'm a big audiobook listener and how I am absolutely frothing, just learning more and more about the world, about people's perspectives and understanding that I would never have got had I just sat and twiddled my thumbs or sat on the internet, like actually listening to what the words that people have written. I'll tell you what, if people are compelled enough to write a book about something, then there's got to be a reason and I'm very intrigued to hear that reason and that is why I really enjoy learning. So it's either reading, audiobooks, podcasts, could even be practicing like learning a new skill, like learning how to knit or how to play the guitar or play the drums. That kind of learning is a part of your spiritual practice and I tell you what, you feel good. You feel good when you're doing it, especially when you learn something new from an audiobook or in a book you've just read, or you learn something new in terms of your own practice and you learn a new song, how to play it on the guitar and stuff like that. So the next thing is journaling and it's pretty self-explanatory and I've had multiple podcast episodes dedicated to journaling. So if you're not quite sure how to go about journaling, just scroll back through the Misadventures podcast episodes and have a look for some of them that mention journaling because I speak a lot about it. It's crazy to think for now, you know, after six seasons, I have the ability to go, go back and listen to these episodes because that is going to help you because I've, this is just, I now know that these are things that I care about and I have spoken at length about them multiple times. And so for me, you know, I am really just coming into this theory and what I want to continue talking about for the rest of my life, but it has been a journey to get here and I'm grateful that you are here. So the next thing is connecting with the spiritual world. And this can be multiple different things. It can be uh, through medicine. You know, I know a lot of people who quite enjoy connecting with the, the medicine Santa Maria, which is marijuana. Totally. If it's, if it's your jam, totally fine. Go for it. If you connect with plants, me, plant medicine, such as hape or, you know, sananga, cambocito. There are so many different ways that can help you come into yourself spiritually. Or if you are, you know, someone who has is Reiki attuned, you can give yourself some Reiki. So it's through practices or affirmations. And so when I'm talking about affirmations or connecting with the spirit through affirmation, it really is prayer. And okay, prayer can be a big religious sort of thing but affirmations 
affirm, like literally speaking things out loud and feeling it and saying, here is what I have. Here's what I have to offer. Here's what I'm grateful for. They're going to make you feel super good. And they're so, so important with connecting with your spirit in your own practice, in your own way. And it's really important that you do some of them, not all of them. But I'd love to hear how you go along, how you get along with your own spiritual practice. And this is, from what I understand, this is going to be a lot of the conversation that I'm going to be sharing this year on the Misadventurous podcast, how these practices and how this theory is going to get legs, how it's going to be put to work, how it's going to be discussed. I'm so over the moon to be focusing on this and to be able to share this with you. So if you loved it and you love this episode, I guarantee you will love the coming episodes. Jump on board start a spiritual practice or start viewing the things that you do in your daily life in a spiritual way and you will start to see the rewards. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it. Thank you.